and it's lights out and away we go. It's a tentative start for everybody, but Hamilton gets away well, as does Bottas, and Verstappen's dropping back as Raikkonen is already ahead of him as well. Verstappen on the inside and Grosjean going wide. Valtteri Bottas through turn one. That'll give Kimi Raikkonen encouragement. Where's Pierre Gasly? He's heading backwards in the Red Bull as well. Into turn two. Hamilton from Bottas, who's made up for the mistake. Raikkonen, Verstappen, Grosjean. Then comes Sainz and Hulkenberg. Gasly and Leclerc going wide there is the Alfa Romeo of uh, Giovinazzi. Leclerc has gone into the barriers at the penultimate turn and a second Ferrari in the space of two races here at the German Grand Prix has ended up into the barriers. It was Sebastian Vettel last year. It's Charles Leclerc this year. And I think Lewis Hamilton's gone off as well, but he's carried on. He's lost his front wing, hasn't he? There's damage to the front wing, certainly. Hamilton went off at exactly the same spot. As you can see, managed to keep going. Verstappen, Hulkenberg, Bottas, Albon, Sainz. Thinking about a move on Hamilton. Is he going to go down the inside? Not on this occasion. Vettel's going to look down the inside on Pierre Gasly. There's a five-second time penalty for Lewis Hamilton for going the wrong side of the bollard. Vettel gets past Pierre Gasly and makes his way up into eighth place. It is fireworks and flames for Max Verstappen, the winner of the German Grand Prix, Sebastian Vettel from 20th to 2nd. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, proudly presented by Sin. It is great to be back. On the Q3 podcast, we've had a bit of a hiatus, but I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi. Your host. I'm joined by James Worth, as always. Your other host. Hello, Ben. The other host. The other host. The The better host. Inferior host. The better host. The one who's finally decided to watch some Grand Prix. Don't do this. I'm not going to get into this argument. Anyway, for those who have been living under a rock, we hope you haven't been, but but the German Grand Prix was unbelievable. I love Um, it. A great Grand Prix. I loved it. It was fantastic. It was exactly what F1 fans have been striving for, have wanted for. It's restored the faith. <laughs> no, I think the faith was restored In after Austria. Austria. Yeah, Austria was a great one. And yeah. obviously we weren't able to review that because you were um, you're a bit lazy not doing the podcast. Oh, I mean, me you know, it's, it's, it wouldn't be the same without you, Ben. Yeah, nah, fair enough. Come anyway, on, we're going to get straight into our race recap from the German Grand Prix. Alrighty, taking you through the top 10 finishes as always. We had Verstappen coming in clutch in first, getting those 26 points with that fastest lap as well, posting a 134.3. Fantastic from him. Then we had Sebastian Vettel coming in second all the way from starting 20th on the grid due to those engine malfunctions in Q1. And then we saw him not even record a time. Yeah, exactly. Wasn't great for him. Uh, But we had the torpedo. The great Daniel Kvyat coming in third. Daniel Kvyat. And then we had Lance Stroll from a racing point car in fourth. Uh, Carlos Sainz in fifth. Alex Albon in sixth. Roman Grosjean in seventh. Kevin Magnussen in eighth. Uh, Lewis Hamilton in ninth. Spinning out. What in the, was it? How many laps to go was it? Did he spin out? Or it would have been oh, about ten, you reckon? Ten laps to go? I don't know the exact um, lap, lap what it was. But then Robbie Kubica recorded his first points of the season and his comeback um, to F1 as the two um, 
uh, the two Williams, well, Alfa Romeos, cop penalties, um, forcing them in at 12th and 13th. Uh, and then we had, of course, a lot of DNS. We had Gasly, uh, Bottas, Nico Hulkenberg, Charles Leclerc, Lando Norris, Danny Ricciardo, and Sergio Perez all not finishing in the race. But look, it says it says that Gasly was positioned in 14th, but then it has time at DNF. So he might have not finished the race in that two minutes 30 that they give post-race. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic race. I loved it. It was a great race. Um, interestingly, that top three... Uh, let, let's get through those seven drivers. Those seven drivers who um, didn't finish the race, all seven of them were stuck in an elevator prior to... Yeah, it's kind of funny. ...the Grand Prix. <laughs> so there's so a bit of a conspiracy game. going around um, about that. But some voodoo curse. On that top three, there was a post, I believe, in the Trollmuller uh, Formula One group. What's that? Trollmuller F1. It's where they just troll F1. Really? Um, the top three finishers of, of the Grand Prix were actually the driver that replaced um, Danny Kvyat. No, sorry. So first was the driver that replaced the torpedo. Is this... Second, sorry to interrupt. I apologize. Is this the Formula One with a tick emoji? Yes. Second was the driver that came up with the nickname the torpedo. And third was the torpedo himself. So, Isn't that just great? Just a bit of food for thought. Um, with that Grand Prix, uh, the top three, yep. which was just, I mean, if you're looking at it it's kind of funny. from that, it's its pretty incredible that we had a Red Bull first, Ferrari yeah. second, a Toro Rosso in third. In third. And we had buddy um, Alex Albon was in provisional second for a while. Oh, a long time. And I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> Grosjean was competing. The two Hask and then Hulkenberg came through was, for points. Hulkenberg was Hulkenberg was second, and then and he I'm spun like, out. Oh, mate! If he got a win, that would have been his first ever race win. And what would be his not first, just that? It would have been his second. first podium. He's never got a podium. He's never ever had a podium. No way. He's he's the driver with the longest streak, longest races without uh, finishing. Getting in a Mercedes for God's sake, sack Bottas. Getting in a Mercedes. Well, did you hear what Toto Wolff said about Bottas's contract? That he said that he's going to give him the next two races to prove himself. Well, so, this race hasn't been that great so for him. This race, um, he didn't. He and didn't for finish. all those F1 fans who do follow the um, Drive to Survive series on Netflix, they uh, were recording uh, specifically on Mercedes this week um, as they were what bring back their uh, liveries and you know the uh, dress attire, dress code back into the 1950s. Um, so you know, it'll, it'll look. It'll be some spicy, um, spicy beef going on in that garage, from what we'll see in the episode. Um, but Toto Wolf did say that we should have stopped focusing on our outfits and more on the car. Yeah, well, there was a lot of celebration for Mercedes for their what was it one fifth one hundred twenty fifth one hundred twenty fifth. There you go. All right, so obviously Fact. with Mercedes, not even to get a car on the podium, pretty big point. It's pretty um, good. Torpedo getting on the podium. Renault, both their drives not firing. Obviously, Ricardo, his engine blowing out. Yep. Leclerc, eerily following in Vettel's uh, footsteps one year on from when Vettel spun out under... Was it under the safety car? I think it was under the safety car when he did it as well. Or was it virtual safety car? Virtual. Either way, it was under a safety car yep. when he spun out. Uh, Leclerc didn't do it on a safety car, though. He just lost it. Had a bit of understeer. Couldn't get it back. Gasly. Hmm. He drove all right. 
Did you he was see? actually he actually wasn't that bad yep. um, when he was driving, but unfortunately didn't finish. Is that right? Yeah, he didn't yeah. finish again. Um, well, I think he just missed the time cutoff. Is that right? It, because it does say on the official app that it says position and you know how it says NC between the driver who DNF'd, yeah. right? It says he finished 14th, but then it says time DNF. So the only thing that I'm thinking is that he, like, finished, or well, you know, kept the car clean, but then didn't come off within the two and a half minutes that he was given to finish the race. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Could be. I mean... I did write down a point last night. As soon as it happened, did you see Leclerc's save on lap 11? Yeah. That and was Verstappen, an what about Verstappen insane had a good save. save as well. Verstappen had a good save. Yeah. Did a 360 spin. All right, let's 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 get into straight away um, our major talking points from the, F- from the German Grand Prix. Okay, so as I touched on earlier, Mercedes, they had a week from... They had a great week. Great celebration for their 120th, Happy days. 125th year. Did you see the uh, coverage of Martin Brundle and Lewis Hamilton driving in that driving? Oh, what's his name? Oh. Fan, Fangio? Yeah, Fangio. It's Fangio's car. Good one, Ben. Yeah, well, I, mate, I watched it. I, I genuinely I watched it as well. tuned in yeah. as soon as that was happening. Yeah. Fantastic. They, it um, was, I was excited they basketball. Championship For those that car. want to keep track of me, I hit 16 points. I was on fire. Hit about oh. five threes. Shooting buckets. Yeah, but the stats didn't go to me. <laughs> I, I checked the morning and it wasn't. I wasn't even on the playing. Apparently, I'm like, what? That's so, great, Ben. You know, just, everybody, that's, everybody just an asked update. Ben. That's everyone my, asked. That did. It was yeah. my first game in two months. Really? I was on fire, mate. On fire. Wow. Anyway, um, that was really good to see them drive Fangio's car. Hamilton and Brundle both expressed their enjoyment. And then from Mick it. Schumacher drove, drove his dad's 2004 winning championship car, mm-hmm. which was um, very nice as well. If but you, if you saw the uh, replay or live coverage of it, and when when he pulled into the pits, he was mm. just shaking his head, like he he didn't know what to think of it. Like you know, what the hell? I've just driven my dad's car from 2004, and he was five at that stage. Like well, that's, but both of us, we were five, and you know when that happened, and now we're older. He's older, and he's driving his dad's car, and he's potentially could be taken over as someone seat next year in the F1. Yep. So Mercedes not to even get a car in on the podium. They were very lucky to get Lewis Hamilton home through ninth because he actually finished outside. He finished eleventh, and then as you said earlier, because the two Alfa Romeos copped the penalties, um, they were had to finish twelfth and thirteenth, and then Hamilton and Kibitza came through and got points. Um, so, I mean. Does this say what? What does this weekend say? Does this weekend say more about Mercedes as a team or the drivers? Um, this is a couple of things. This is the weather. This is the cars. This is the durability of the cars. This is uh, driver performance and actually how good drivers are. In my opinion, Verstappen's the best driver on this. Um, in the in the uh, you know. Driving, whatever the how you call it. Out you know? of all the drivers, out of all the drivers, Verstappen drive. is the best. Yeah. Um, I just think that Mercedes were just unlucky, and that's the way that the F1 world goes. They've been lucky and they've been fortunate to not have these mishaps in the last what since I reckon Spain 2014 when Rosberg took Hamilton out, um, and they both crashed out on the first lap. Um, or, or was that Budapest? 
because that was the day that um, oh, was it was it was that Ricardo's first win. Ricardo's was yeah. Yes, yeah. hungry. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that, that's right. Yeah. So that was Ricardo's first win, and like that, I reckon that's the only time they've um, that misfortune um, has happened for their team. But look, that's racing. They need to suck it up, um, and grow a pair, get over it, because that's racing for the other nine teams, um, and they've just been born with a silver spoon in their mouth. They need to lick their wounds, get back to the garage, and just say, "All right, we had, you know, we we had, we had a shit weekend. Fair enough." Um, but you know, I I don't think it's as bad as they're saying. I mean, you know, their Instagram was just like it was like it was a funeral. Um, oh, who's a photographer? You know the German bloke who does the for um he's he's a he's a professional photographer for them and does the Instagram stories, and he interviewed Toto on the way um from the race, and they're like you know oh you know what what a bad result and they're all mate it was literally like a funeral like they were just mourning and I was like relax mate McLaren do this every week. Um, Alfa Romeo do it every week. Everyone does it, and now it's your turn. You've joined the queue. Now you know what it's like. Suck it up. Go back to winning now. Yeah, it's good that it happened. I'm glad it happened. Bit of a reality check I'm glad for the them. Torpedo got third. Yeah, sadly, that is a talking point as well. The torpedo finally getting through. Is that his fourth or third yeah. podium overall? Uh, very good drive from him. It was a very good drive. He has shown this talent before in the past. With Gasly not finishing, whether or not he finished or not. Another question, and we know his form hasn't been that great. Is Kvyat a chance to replace? Not a chance. Um, Gasly. Not a chance. Hulkenberg's taking that spot. Hundred percent. So then, who replaces Hulkenberg at Renault? Uh, could be uh, Schumacher, but I reckon Gasly's see you later. Piss off for all I care. Because he's done nothing all season. That's Daniel Ricciardo's car that he's driving, technically. I mean, you know, when you look at it, that's the car that Ricciardo would have driven this year if he accepted the contract. And I reckon Ricciardo would have pulled off at least two wins this season with that car. But Gasly is in... He's like he's in um, Shaquille O'Neal shoes here. You know, 15 sizes too big. Um, He's... He just doesn't perform. And... It was bold of um, Christian Horner to give him the seat in the first place, giving two young drivers under the age of 22 or, or 23, um, you know, a seat. You know, when you need that experience, if you put Hulkenberg with Verstappen, it'll give um, Verstappen some grounding because he's with a bloke who's worked all his life in this sport and has not got one single reward from it. Well, the thinking is that, Obviously, Gasly's gone. We know that. Gasly's going to be gone at the end of the year until, unless he's, something he's drastically... He's not going to go to any other team, though. He, huh? may, he, might, he might go to Williams? No. No. He, he'll, he'll get demoted. He'll, he'll, he'll go back to Toro Rosso. F2. Or he'll go to another team. F2. He'll, he'll stay in F1. Really? I think Gasly will stay in F1. Yes, he's too young to get dropped completely. Um, See, I, I reckon if he's going to go to any, any other team, he'll go to Williams. Because Robert Kubica is done after this season. Oh, Kubica's done. He's done. Like even a though, dinner. even though he got very lucky to get that uh, point, that that's solitary point for Williams. That's that's the only point that we'll get for the rest of the year, unless we get another race like Germany. I mean, which George is Russell will move at the end of the year. Very unlikely. One hundred percent. You know what? You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they kick um, Bottas out and he goes back to another team. And they Bottas may go Red Bull. What if Bottas goes to Red Bull? 
See, that would be a spanner in the works because he'd actually have a car that could compete in it. Because yeah, okay. Bottas, look, 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 if you do the merry-go-round, so yeah. Ocon goes to Ocon drives to Mercedes. That's what would happen if they yeah, get rid okay. of Bottas. So Ocon would so drive. So you don't reckon Russell would move? Bottas would go to Red Bull yep. or Ferrari, mm-hmm. assuming Vettel retires. Let's say Vettel, Vettel does retire. retire. Oh, no, I think that it's a very strong chance that Vettel may retire. Not a chance. You know what? He, he, and if he, he doesn't he, retire... He wants that fifth, man. If he doesn't retire, there's a strong chance he may go back to even Red Bull. That's been some I'll tell you a funny thing, okay? Mm-hmm. This is really I would love weird. to see Vettel back in Red Bull. This is really weird. So I did a simulation on F1 2019 because now they've got driver changes, right? In mid-season, post-season. I simulated five seasons. Okay, and in the 2020 season, Vettel goes to Red Bull, and Gasly went to Ferrari. Oh well, right? it'd be Ricardo going to Ferrari. Correct. Okay, which so be it'd fantastic. Be like it, right, and then we had um, uh, George Russell went to Renault to replace um, uh, Hulkenberg, and then uh, I, I think that was it. But I reckon the two drivers who are done this year. Uh, or could be three, could be three. Raikkonen, um, Kubica, and maybe Giovinazzi. Maybe Giovinazzi. Maybe. Okay. Well, let's let's have a look where Giovinazzi like, is. Let's in be the real. Like, would any team really want to invest money into this bloke? No. Like he's he's okay, but we don't know his potential. Giovinazzi's only got one point. Yeah. I thought he, I thought he actually drove a bit better than that. Because there's been a couple of tussles he's been in in this journal. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's, anyway, it's, we'll, we'll it's talk one about thing to get into tussles or whatever. We'll talk about the merry-go-round a little bit later yeah. on. Um, another show, maybe. Keep that content locked up. More talking points from this race. Now, this one was pretty big. So, we did talk about Kibitz again, the first points. Obviously, that's pretty good for Williams. That'll probably be their only point. Disappointing it didn't go to George Russell. Disappointing that George. Um, Russell didn't finish ahead of Kubica, but that's how the cookie crumbles, unfortunately. But the stewards handed Ferrari a financial fine rather than a five-second penalty for Leclerc's unsafe release into Grosjean in the pits. Now, this happened around lap 17, I want to say, around lap 20. It was pretty early on, and it was clear clear as day. Grosjean had to slam on his brakes when Leclerc was uh, released unsafely. And even, what's his name, um, Gunther, came on saying, look, clear as day, that's an unsafe release. Yep. Let's hope they get a penalty. But they've given them a financial fine. Now, the instant commentary around that was, uh, I think it was Martin Brundle, he said that teams now would be like, well, look, if we're going to cop a only a financial fine for an unsafe release, mm-hmm. let's just do it. I mean, it's worth it. Like, we can afford the financial fine... Our driver's not going to be harmed by it. He's not going to get a time penalty. He's not going to get a stop and go penalty or whatnot. Yep, absolutely. Why not do it? So yep. are we going to see teams... Has, has this set a precedent for the rest of the season now? Because previously, oh, unsafe releases... Call. This is a big call. Unsafe releases have always been a five-second penalty, hasn't it? Yeah. A time penalty or a stop and go. The it's always been something like that. But and speeding the pit lane. Is this a precedent? I don't what like what kind of precedent it's do you think this sets? Because obviously it is a precedent. What kind of precedent do you think this sets now for the rest of the season? It's so do we think teams, are, if, they're, if they're very close, so say we see another Verstappen and Leclerc tussle in the pits where Ferrari slowed down Leclerc and Verstappen was able to get ahead of him, are we going to see incidents like that where now they're just going to release them no matter what? 
if for, for example, if Ferrari had a better pit stop, and then that means Verstappen would have gone into Leclerc. I mean, you know what I'm look, talking about, yeah? yeah, Austria. Yeah, you can do what you want, right? You can do what you want. You can risk your car. You can risk the hundred thousand dollar front wing for all I give a crap, right? But at the end of the day, that's your car. That's your money. You can do what the hell you want with it, right? That that whatever they do, that's their problem. I don't think it's good because financial fine. It's. Out. Hmm. I just if it was another team, if it was another team other than Ferrari and Charles Leclerc, that, that would pump in only a hundred percent. Yeah. So if I if if they don't give a team a financial fine from now on for unsafe releases, uh, I think the bias is going to be pretty clear because that's a clear penalty. Everyone knew that. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. No, I, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't like the precedent that this is set because I think teams are now going to be they're going to roll the dice. They're going to say, you know what, let's just do it. Even though it's going to be very rare yep. that an unsafe release does happen, uh, it's going to happen, I think. Agree? Yeah. Fair enough. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. Do you have some comments? I do, Ben. You do? All I right. Do, let's ben. get into some comments. some comments from the Formula One official fan group. Alrighty, going through a few comments from the Formula One official fan group. Um, we've got a few memes here, just you know, talking um, a lot of smack about Mercedes. Uh, there's a gift from, of course, our, our our best mate, the admin Mike Miller. You gotta love him, don't you? He's just he's just a goat. Um, so Great it's bloke. Toto Wolf banging the table um, when Bottas crashed out, and it's captioned Toto versus the table as Bottas crashes out. And it's just got him aggressively banging it. Fair enough. And there's lots of Toto Wolf gifts following that. Um, not too much to talk about there. But then this one person um, goes on, talks about um, Ayrton Senna in the rain. As Senna would show in the rain, it takes a special talent to adjust performance um, to the variable and unusual conditions. Rain is a leveler of teams um, and makes cars more equal um, as absolute power and traction uh, have to be compromised. Uh, the race today showed more about who the better drivers are and has been possible in very unequal equipment under the ideal conditions. Fair call. No. No. You can't just say that because team strategy is probably the yep. more important one. Okay. I'm sorry. But That's fair. Yes, obviously, rain is going to help display who the better drivers are. Yeah. And, I mean, you can make a great argument and... There is a the, the argument is there that Hamilton is one of if not better than Verstappen because we know how good Verstappen was in Brazil, mm. twenty seventeen was it when he won when he did all those overtakes, so I think that's where he established himself okay. as one of the better wet um, weather drivers. Hamilton's done it in the past in the wet weather, and he finished in thirteenth. Yep, thirteenth? No, he finished in ninth in the end. Okay, he finished eleventh, but. He had a poor team strategy. Unfortunately, they weren't ready for him or whatever, uh, tyres and whatnot. So to say that wet weather determines who the best driver is, I think is wrong. It helps determine who the better drivers are, yes, but also helps to determine who the better teams are in terms of strategy. Okay. Okay. Um, And then someone kind of does like a conversation starter saying bad weekend for Renault. Um, And then someone said, do you think you should say bad year in general? Mm. From it's hard because their their expectations went through the roof when they signed Ricardo. At the moment, in the constructors, they are sitting in sixth place. They are currently a whopping thirty one points behind McLaren, Renault, 
So McLaren, you know, all right. McLaren have been on um, So McLaren on 70. Renault on 39. In between them is Toro Rosso, Honda, who are on 49, 42 points. Sorry. So to say that they've had a very disappointing year, I think it'd be correct. Um, their results have been somewhat similar to last year, but it's just the consistent uh, retirements. I mean, we had Ricardo again retire with that engine blowing up. What was it? He was about... 13th at the time it happened. He didn't really no. progress through the race. I don't know what happened. He kept, he must have kept spinning or something because he kept going down, then up, down, then up. Hulkenberg was running in second. I just don't think the car stage. was capable. The car? It's the engine. It's 100% the engine. I mean, look, he said in he said in quality that... The um, car, he obviously recovered. He was so honest in quality. He was... That's one of the best post-quality interviews I've seen of a driver this, this season. Because he said, yeah, all right, you know, the car was there. We had the result. It was just me driving. Yeah, that was very, very so good honest. for him. So honest. Because you know what? I think he said, turn 12, I went a bit too hard, yeah, went he, wide. And he said, and like... it was all me. Now yeah. i just got to learn from him. And you love that, don't, don't you? Oh, just like... That is why he's our, our favourite driver. That's our boy. That is our boy right there. Well, you know what? We will get an interview of him next year. At the Grand Prix, we will get a, we will get a question asked. Okay? It's happening. We'll try and get it done. To all these podcast listeners, it will happen, all right? It will happen. It will happen in Azerbaijan. But yeah, it has it has been a disappointing season for them. They were the best of the rest team last year, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now to not even be fourth, to be almost double the amount of points behind McLaren, who are using your engines, I think that says something. So right. the improvement and the improvements that are required mm-hmm. um, are stark. For them, I right, want to round you out with a um, with Lewis Hamilton's post that he wrote um, about the whole race weekend and about you know the, the bad result. It's 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 not too long, but it's it, it's it's some food for enlighten thought. Enlighten me, all right. Enlighten you. No matter how many days and years go by, no matter how many lessons learned, there will always be one. Uh, there will always be new ones to face. This weekend never felt um, this sick. What? Hang on. This weekend, never felt this sick. Oh, that's right, because he had the man flu. Um, and it has been the hardest race weekend of my life. Oof, that's big. Uh, really does hi- It really does highlight just how precious health is. But like so many people who are ill, hospitalized, and going through a rough time, that I had to honor um, of meeting. God, I'm, I'm so literal, I can't read. Uh, you inspire me to push through the weekend, even with the fighting spirit. I was faced with an even steeper challenge with the rain, and one defining moment lost me the German Grand Prix. I'm not going to lie, it hurts like hell, but days like this are sent to test us, and we learn from it and move on. I'm going to ho- go home, try and sleep this off, and come back stronger next weekend. Thanks for the continued support. I appreciate you. Lastly, congrats, Max. Great drive. So I think he was trying to get at, like, I'm not trying to sook my way out of this. But I am. Yeah. He like, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Because for me, I don't think he'd go out and, like, try and have a sook about why you were sick. Yeah, you were sick. All right, suck it up. Yeah. Like, I yeah. think it, as soon as you mentioned that Who was it you that are was, sick and you, that, and then you say that I'm not using that as an excuse, yeah, you are. It's an I excuse. Feel. I mean, that, Who this, was this, that this, that's, that's, the, the, that's right. It was Mark Webber. Do you remember when he, remember when he started to puke oh, in the car? Oh, he actually puked in the yeah. cockpit. Yeah. Because he was sick. Yeah. And he puked in the car. He was actually sick. And he um, had spew all over him mid-race and he came like second. Yeah. That's, that is a goat for you. 
Yeah. Lewis Hamilton, stop eating beyond meat. Well, he was burgers. fine. He was leaving the whole race. And he just spun out. Did went <laughs> past probably... the bollard into the pit. Yep. Caught his team off guard. Mm. And that's it. Bob's your yep. uncle. Any other comments? Or was that it? That's it. Alright. Pretty short edition of the Q3. Oh, no, that's about normal. A little bit shorter. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's another edition of the Q3 podcast done and dusted. James, when is the next Grand Prix? Next Grand Prix is next week. Is it actually next week? I thought it was the it week is. after. No, I, th- I think this is... I think we've got one more race till the summer break, I think. Uh, Could be right. I think. But my phone is... Um, not Hungarian even. Grand Prix on the 4th of August, which yes, is next this week. Sunday. Get around it. Get around it. So we'll but be get, here. Uh, you know what, all right? I'm going to tell you this. I was talking to one of my mates yesterday about how good the Grand Prix was, and this could be the potential of the last ever Grand Prix at Hockenheim, um, which was another talking point we missed out on. But I had the idea that Hockenheim should stay, get rid of Hungary, and then replace that with Vietnam. Because Vietnam's coming in next year. Vietnam. 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 Good morning, Vietnam. Good morning, Vietnam. If, if you know, yeah. Good movie. Um, uh, yep, so we'll be back next week to review the Hungarian Grand Prix Get at the Hungaro Ring. But until then, see you at the front of the grid.